Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. More seasonal weather means fewer anglers are on the water throughout North Dakota lakes. Although, when Mother Nature cooperates, Devil's Lake continues producing some walleye around the bridges, towers, or any structure where anglers come across. Look for some walleye and perch on East Bay as well. Other lakes are generally pretty quiet, but Lake Ashtabula bass anglers are still finding some success when they can get on the water. Generally, though, it's the time of year when hunting is in the spotlight and fishing takes a back seat until ice over. Access issues stretching from the tail race down to Lake Oahe south of Bismarck Mandan remain on the Missouri River, with ongoing low garrison dam releases as efforts to conserve water continue. However, if small boats can get on the water and the weather cooperates, anglers are finding okay walleye success around Fox Island, that's on the Bismarck side of the river, and south around Hazleton, where they're using jigs and minnows along the sandbars. Use caution, though, maneuvering on the river as well as at ramps. Lake Sakakawea is quiet on the east end for both walleye and salmon. Salmon are up into the shallower water, but they're not biting at any consistent or active pace. Better walleye success is farther west towards Deepwater Bay and up into the Van Hook Arm. But the good news is that cooler temperatures and wind brought more waterfall into the state, where there's water for birds to rest, that is. Light geese and some Canada geese are moving into northeast, north-central, and northwest North Dakota with better numbers of pintails, mallards, and increasing light goose numbers. Look for better duck numbers in areas that got some rain in the last couple of weeks with the wetlands holding a little more water. Birds are generally concentrating on any of those areas with water or along the Missouri River system and the larger reservoirs. And a note about pheasant hunting. There's still some broods that aren't fully colored from those late hatches, so be sure to be careful with your identification. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Doug, going to chat with John Bradley. John has never been a guest on Gone Outdoors, although uh, I'm pretty sure this is not going to be his last appearance on Gone Outdoors. John is the North Dakota Report All Poachers. Uh, he's one of the board members. And a lot of us hunters, fishermen, 
we've heard about this program for years and years and years. Um, Hopefully uh, those of us out in the field a lot have never had a reason to use this program, although this program is there for a reason. And we wanted to get John on just to kind of give us a little bit of idea as to what the program's about, how it's all put together, so that if we do need it, uh, it's there and it's and it's ready for our use. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on today. And uh, I'll just kind of jump right in. Uh, really, really excited to, to spread the Report All Poachers mes- message today. I'd expect a, a lot of your listeners have actually seen the rap trailer at some point, you know, whether at a local sports show or at the state fair. And the trailer contains the, the various mounts that are seized from poachers. So there's deer, elk, moose, uh, mounts that have, have been seized by our game wardens uh, from, from poaching cage, cases. The goal is to inform and educate the public about the abuse of one of our state's uh, most valuable natural resources, uh, particularly for hunters and anglers. So the Report All Poachers program is a, a partnership between the North Dakota Wildlife Federation uh, I serve as the executive director for that group, uh, the North Dakota Game and Fish Department, and State Radio. So like you mentioned, RAP provides that phone number that you can call. I'll give you the number now, and I'm going to hit it multiple times here, but 701-328-9921 to report hunting and fishing violations when you're in the field. How How is this whole program put together? Who does the funding for this program? Because I know there's a possibility for rewards on some of the cases. Nothing is free nowadays. I mean, everything takes money. Uh, how do you guys get funding? Does that all come from North Dakota Game and Fish? Well, the good news is uh, is that this is not supported by by our tax dollars. This is the money that or that is used for this partnership uh, is actually coming from the those violators, those poachers. When convicted, they have to pay generally a hefty fine. They also will have to make a donation to the Report All Poachers program. And that money, as well as any items that are confiscated during that investigation, are used to, to fund this program. So it's not coming out of your, you know, your tax dollars. It's fully supported, uh, which I, I'm pretty proud of, by those violators. So, so besides all the, uh, the promotion you do, the, you know, getting the word out there so that people people can see what happens and, and try and prevent it from happening, prevent different crimes, wildlife fishing crimes from happening. Um, besides that, how many, actually, how many calls do you guys get in a year? I mean, is this half a dozen? Is this a couple hundred? Is it a thousand? Uh, thankfully, I'm not the one that has to, to answer those calls. There are Hundreds of tips get called in each fall, and those range from bag limit violations to maybe trespassing to the way more sinister violations like, you know, poached deer and elk or that moose case that that just happened here a a couple weeks ago. From there, each tip gets investigated by uh, a game and fish warden, and depending on the validity of that tip, an investigation and a conviction can be made. Just looking at some some possible um, practical tips here, John. And um, so we've we've got someone that's tuning in to, to Gone Outdoors today. They're out here in North Dakota. They are they're pheasant hunting, they're duck hunting, they're whatever it might be that they're partaking in in the outdoors. 
like, what's the threshold? What, what do you recommend to folks that might prompt them to make that phone call? Anything that they feel they're uneasy about or, or are there certain things you're looking for? Kind of give us some guidelines there. Yeah, uh, I always uh, recommend, you know, if you think something's fishy or you see something, to say something. So I would always recommend making the call and let the, the game warden, you know, sort sort out if it was a violation or not. You know, there's plenty of things, whether it's a gun going off, 15 minutes before shooting light you hear the the gun go off way at night or you see headlights in the field uh those are definitely things that that should be called into the report all poachers tip line the the one thing that makes the job for the game and fish wardens and and they do a a pretty fantastic job obviously they can't be everywhere at once but what makes their investigations easier is if when you send in that tip if you can provide them with quality information uh, that goes a long way in catching that poacher. So I'm talking license plate numbers. If you can get a video of the event, obviously we want you to, to stay safe. But if they can get a video or photo evidence, uh, that conviction rate is really goes increases. It gets much higher with that type of evidence. You know, and I think this program actually does. You, you talk about making sure that all of us out there stay safe when people are doing out there doing stuff that they maybe shouldn't be doing and um i think this actually helps with that because this way people have an out they don't have to feel a need to try and go confront somebody about doing something they have other options they don't need to put themselves in harm's way you know let the let the trained people go up go and do that and this phone number is a great way to do that so when you call, does that go right to Game and Fish? Who's, who's the people that answer the phone? So state radio answers the phone. Uh, all the, the people calling in uh, can remain anonymous. Uh, but state radio fields the phone calls. And then depending on where that's, that location of the violation happened, it gets uh, dispatched out to the local game warden from there. Um, I perfect. Should, I should mention uh, for those uh, willing to to make the phone call and leave that anonymous tip. If that uh, tip leads to a conviction, uh, there are rewards available, uh, ranging from anywhere between a hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, depending on the nature and the seriousness of the crime. So we do really want to to encourage folks to if they see something that's going on out there. To, to make that to make that call and report that violation, and I believe the rewards are uh, funded by private donations. Uh, if I if I read correctly, and and there are ways for people if they want to donate to this program, they can do that, can't they? They absolutely can. Uh, you are correct. All the rewards from this program are donated by uh, by private donations, uh, which is one I think a testament to this program, uh, how long it's been in place and how effective it's been, uh, to make a donation, um, which would be tax deductible. It can be a check can be sent to the report. All poachers PO box 1091 Bismarck, North Dakota. Uh, I don't expect your listeners to, to remember that if you Google report all poachers, both the phone number as well as the address pop up. Perfect. 
All right, John, thank you very much. And once again, you want to throw the uh, report all approachers uh, hotline number out there again? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the report all poachers phone number is 701-328-9921. You Perfect. see something anytime, day or night, you can make a, a call and report a hunting or fishing violation. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors, John, and thanks for everything you do. Hey, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure to be on. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.